0: Oh good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes show I of course am Mr. Warren Hayes and this is the the place on Thursday evenings where we all settle in and we start talking about professional wrestling right here on youtube.com slash mr warren hayes it is december 17 we are literally awake of oh, awake a yes we are literally awake but we are literally a week away that's when you put two words together a week away from discuss from uh discussing christmas time because or because it, it is christmas i am complete i should write my intros i think i, think I should script the moving forward Cause, uh, uh, cause, yeah, I think, I think sometimes I have really good intentions on how I want to manage stuff, and uh, doesn't exactly always start. But look, it's a week before Christmas. I hope everyone is starting to get into the holiday spirit. Uh, if not, well, you still got a few days. We're getting there. Otherwise, you are. Uh, I hope that you are in the wrestling spirit, because that's what we are going to be. Talking about tonight. Gonna be talking about WWE. Gonna be talking about AEW, Hell. We're gonna be talking about New Japan tonight, right here on the Mr. Warren Hayes show, youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Because I record it live every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, is where you will find me. Right here with a group of people who are joining us, uh, hanging around, uh, hanging around our uh the chat room, ready to interact and chat. It's in this cool place. Like, who's here, you ask? I'll tell you who's here. Tim Travers is here. Good to see you, Tim. Uh, we also have Robert Larry and Kelly Tonjes. Hello to both of you as well. Our boy Throwback popped in a little earlier. How you doing, Throwback? Good to see you. Uh, by the way, Throwback this weekend on his audio podcast, not the, the one that he does on YouTube, but on his audio podcast, he has a surprise guest lined up. And... You might know who this surprise guest is, but the only way you'll know to who the surprise guest is is if you tune in and listen to Throwback, <laughs> his podcast, which you can find over on Anchor FM and other wonderful podcast uh, platforms as well. So do check it out um, because you're going to be surprised. <laughs> We also have uh, Mr. Fretz, who's with us this evening, good evening, Fretz, nice to see you, our boy Ben is here as well, Benoit, nice to see you, Wrestling Plug, Inc., Brian Payne, hello folks, Conrad is here as well, Anakin, uh, JMT, Carlos, how you doing, and Nick Wolf, everyone, hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is good to have you here per usual. And if you want to join in on the live chat, do consider coming over every Thursday night, like I said, 9 p.m. youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. It's a good time. You know what else is a good time? bells.com That's B-E-L-L-T-O-B-E-L-L-E-S. Which is your women's uh wrestling w- w- west wrestl- women's wrestling wire. I really need to start writing these down. My improvisational skills ha- are are completely shot they really are, but I'm still happy, I'm still happy that I'm able to string some words together and come up with coherent sentences, um, that being said, uh, Bell to Bells, hey, you know what we're doing on Monday, this is really cool, on Monday, we are having our very first Bell to Bells uh, event, which is going to be a and a session with independent wrestling superstar, Faye Jackson, and I am really, really excited about that, Faye is going to pop into a Zoom call, with myself, and other members, and other registrants, you who can come in, just come in and, and chat with Faye, ask her questions, a Q&A, man, that's how it works, that's gonna be great, so it's this Monday, uh, at 5pm uh, Eastern, that we're doing it, so, um, it, it, it's going to be the very first, uh, the very first event of this year's miss. Yes, because we're going to have a Merry Creepsmas with Faye. So it's really, really cool. Uh, Head on over to Bell to Bells and register. You need to register to get the the link to join the call. So That's exciting and I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be the first event that we're going to be running. We're planning on doing more. Good, It's good stuff. I'm really excited for it. Uh, So go register, be there. Otherwise, before we get to Monday on Saturday, there's going to be a pay-per-view prediction show because we do have the last WWE pay-per-view of the year TLC that's happening this Sunday and I am going to be doing my prediction show and I'm going to be joined by Foul Original who has been on the show before and I'm looking forward to having him on again it's been a while we're gonna chat about WWE TLC what we're what we're excited about what we're least excited about Saturday morning 11 p.m 11 p.m in the morning right good job Warren good good job 11 a.m Saturday morning, Eastern time, come and join me and Fowley, it'll be fun, fun is fun and I like fun, don't forget that to join the Mr. Warren Hayes Discord because it's a cool place, all right, it. are you listening to me right now, Stop. I don't know what you're doing, are you watching the football game, tune down the volume a bit, listen, listen to my voice, the Mister Warren Hay Show Discord is a cool place. Oh yeah! Super judges. <laughs> Uh, and uh, it, it's <laughs> but uh, do consider joining if you have discord even if you're not that's a, even if you're not uh, even if you don't have discord it's a good reason to get into discord come join it we're a friendly bunch here it's fantastic stuff so uh, come on over to the discord of course you can join me on patreon as well after we're done here patreon.com slash mr warren hay support the mr warren Hey show on patreon and you can join me for our post show the post stream that I do warren is off the clock with the patrons I take calls comments from the patrons And, um, tonight we're going to be talking about, we're going over two subjects. We're going to talk about TLC, what matches we're most looking forward to. And we're also going to be talking about the NXT championship situation. Lots of stuff going on there. Uh, interested to hear what the patrons would like, uh, think about it. And if you uh, want to join in the conversation, come and join the Mr. Warren Hayes Patreon it's a good way to show some support also a great way to show some support is giving a like to this video that's always helpful subscribing if you're not already I like to think that I earned all your subscriptions that you pop in you take a look at what I'm doing like hey this guy's cool click so it always warms the heart when I do see that when I see new people subscribing to to the channel I'm like cool I, I feel like I'm doing good work so thank you for that or you can also drop a super chat <laughs> just just like Anakin's perfectly timed super chat jumped in and I will read your question or comment right here live and on the air uh, Anakin left us uh, two super chats actually so left the first one saying have a good show everyone thank you very much Anakin uh, and the second one saying just heard my dad is being discharged thanks everyone for your thoughts and prayers uh, that's good news, Anakin, Anakin had let us know earlier today in, in the Discord that his uh, his father was uh, running a very high fever, a little worrisome, uh, Anakin had been sick, a lot of people around Anakin's um, in Anakin's family had gotten ill recently, I'm glad he pulled through, man, that's good, good, good news, that's fantastic, uh, and Nick Wolf left us a super chat as well, thank you very much, says this whole show better be dedicated to the future seven-star classic of Tanahashi versus Okan oh oh we are going to talk about it for a substantial part of the program tonight you can be sure of that want to say hello to William Davis who just uh jumped in as well and our boy Evan Wright good to see everyone let me take a sip of water here and let's start right off with the weekly wrestling inspection or yeah let's start off with the weekly Western Men's Let's start talking about uh, the weekend wrestling, and we will begin by talking about um, New Japan Pro Wrestling. How about that? Let's start talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's been a couple of events that happened uh, this weekend. Uh, with this weekend, we had the uh, the the, the um, Super J Cup 2020, which uh, occurred specifically for uh North America basically New Japan of America so it was all um American-based wrestlers who were in it and there was uh, it, it was a very very good uh it was a it, 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 it was a great tournament great participants is what I'm trying to say there were there was a a whole um a whole list of great people on that card NTJP who were <laughs> there. um I enjoy I enjoyed the uh I enjoyed the tournament I really did I thought it was a lot of fun and I and I I, I wasn't able to watch it live I had a lot of work related stuff on my on my day job on Saturday which is weird because usually I don't but it was a special occasion anyway long story short I wasn't able to watch it live but I did catch up with it uh immediately on Sunday and I had already seen a few comments over on Twitter and 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 whatnot and there were a lot of uh there were a lot of people who were um like I thought it was a very 50 yeah. 50 kind of event I was there, there was a lot of people saying you know what it was fine you didn't miss anything or other people were like ah this is pretty good there were some good matches so you know clearly not like a, a critically acclaimed across the board thing and but I enjoyed it I thought it was good and I agree like if you don't watch it, you're not going to miss anything. There's nothing where on this card where you're like, you absolutely have to see this. This is such a seminal moment. But if you don't watch it, you're going to miss out on the main event, which was um, ACH versus El Fantasmo, uh, who made it to the finals. And that in and about itself should get you excited because it was really, really good. It was a great great main event from these two guys who had been wrestling all day this were, this was their 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 third match overall and it was very good i you know ach they A- ach A- A- is back to being himself he's enjoying what he's doing and i'm glad he found his footing back in new japan that he was able to get back there and he was welcomed uh you know hopefully all all outstanding issues have been settled. I'm glad he's feeling better. I'm glad he's looking better. He's wrestling like we know him. I'm going to talk about Phantasmo in a bit. Here's something else you're going to miss if, if you're go- that you're going to miss out on if you don't watch it. Uh, Blake Christian, who in my opinion was the MVP of the tournament. His matches with um, Ray Horace and Phantasmo were extended affairs. They were wild. Uh, hell, he even broke his nose in his match against Horace, which... Uh, which at some point I was like, man, I was he able to continue? Yes, he was able to continue. It was great. It really, really was. He, he is so good. Crazy how much this guy is going to, uh, how much this guy is going to blow up. Uh, he's going to find his footing. If he keeps working with GCW, wouldn't be surprised to see him pop up on Dark, like uh, AEW Dark fantastic fantastic stuff really 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 fantastic fantastic stuff uh Leo Rush also was there he got knocked out in the first round against El Fantasmo um yeah look he'll be back and his match his match was also very good and you know you got to see very very classic style Leo Rush wrestling with you know a lot of uh, a lot of subterfuge a lot of evasion back and forth um I loved it. I love Leo Rush. I think he's a fantastic talent. He's a generational guy. He really, really is. Um, So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see uh, what transpires uh, for him in New Japan moving forward. Just today on Twitter. He, you know, he did it out. Where would you like, where would you guys like to see me end up in 2021? And I said, wherever that Hiromu guy is. Jesus, that'd be a good match. Goodbye. Oh boy! And uh, Fantasmo won the Super J Cup second, first person to win it sick two years in a row. Now here's the thing: this is what stood out to me during the uh, during the uh, the proceedings here. I re- like Fantasmo's is a fantastic talent, no question. That's not even. Uh that that's not even uh you know I'm not I'm not going out on a limb here kind of thing. Um but um I didn't remember him being such a great heel. He's always fine, but he, he was always good at what he did. But here I thought he got next level. Like he was studying tape and looking at himself in the mirror pulling facial expressions or whatnot because it was a, a great heel will always be about the details it'll always be like the tiny tiny wee details and that's what he was able to deliver the whole way through he was so despicable and unlikable and i loved it i didn't remember how great he was that to me was probably the biggest revelation of the super j cup maybe because he was given all this room to really develop a a top heel character but my god if he keeps going like that like nothing's gonna stop this guy this is fat he was fantastic i love the tournament thought it was good um you know if if i were to like i like i said nothing nothing that that you can't miss but if you if you do want to check some stuff out i'd say um you know the opening match between Leo Rush and, um, uh, and El Fantasmo. check out Blake Christian stuff and the, uh, the main event, and you know what, TJP's match with, with ACH was pretty good too, I thought it was a little soft compared to what the, and, and it's like, I think I tweeted this out as I was watching it, I wish I could like, or, or I think it was in the discord, I, I wish I could like TJP, Because he's a fantastic wrestler, but he's such a douchebag. Want to say hello to Aaron Entertainment. Oh, the first lady is here. Kristen Ashley, how are you doing, darling? Joe is here as well. now. Good to see you. And Bert Macklin. Yes, Bert. Bert pulls out a great point. Thank you, Bert. He has this great shtick where even I was like, wait, what? Hmm? If you've watched New Japan before, you know that, you know, sometimes, uh, like New Japan doesn't have the rights for some theme songs to be broadcast in North America. So they'll replace the song. Usually they'll put something else over it. Like Tony Makabe's, um, remix of Immigrant Song from Led Zeppelin is probably the best uh, example. And, and uh, El Fantasmo comes out And they kill the sound and, and they have the little disclaimer in the bottom You know, music rights not uh, Or something And I'm like What? Did they not have the They don't have the rights to El Fantasmo song Now this, I, I, I was like This is weird, this is very weird But it turns out it's part of his gimmick Like he composes his own music He composes his own theme song But he's not letting New Japan play it on television because he wants more money he's holding out new japan for more money and i'm like jesus that's so good that is so good i loved it and he's coming to the ring and he's going you know miming he's just making fun i i thought that was great you know what the thing here though what one last comment on the new japan cup that's right one last thing that, that 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 came into my mind We've gotten used to seeing more and more live crowds all bite small. And even, you know, um, Kevin Dunn with his piped in uh, cheers and crowd noise during the Thunderdome. When we getting back into the New Japan studio with no one around and these guys wrestling felt you know, the atmosphere felt a little dry. You know, there was something missing. And I think that took honestly, I think that took away a little bit from from the. Uh from the presentation of the entire tournament, probably maybe one of the reasons why some people weren't so high on it. Again, not because it was great, but maybe that's that did factor in emotionally to other people. Those are my thoughts. New Japan, Super J Cup. was good. Uh, you know what else was fucking good? Evan Wright left us a super chat. He'll tell you. Thank you very much, Evan. He'll tell you what was fucking good. He says... Yeah, whatever. Talk about Hiromu versus Despi. Hiromu Takahashi versus El Desperado in the Best of Super Juniors Finals delivered one of the absolute treasures of 2020. What a goddamn match that was. Absolutely one of the best wrestling matches of the year. Without question, the best match of the Super Juniors. Um they, they just went all out here, Desperado, El Desperado had been on a tear all year, like, you go back to the start of 2020, pre-pandemic, and look at, you look at how they were treating El Desperado, and you're like, he's, he's on a roll, they're, they're prepping him for something, you can feel it, there's something, there's something coming up here, then they sort of, tossed him back with Kanemaru and the tag team I was like no no don't 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 do that he's too good don't put him into world tag league don't he's he's above all of this and and I'm 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 watch and, and and I'm watching this match and Hiromu is brilliant right Hiromu is one of the best wrestlers on the planet right now and El Desperado's in there, and he's not being carried. He's contributing. He's he's bringing his own to this match here. Look, the match happens, that starts, and Desperado goes after Hiromu's knee, and in very Suzuki-gun fashion, right? Like, focus on a body part, you, you, you zone in, you, you zero in on that, and that's what you're working. So he starts working the knees. And at some point, listen to this. He's got he's got Hiromu in a stretch muffler, which, by the way, how can you not love a guy whose finisher is a stretch m- muffler? He calls it numero dos, but it's a stretch muffler. He has Hiromu, there's this great sequence. He has Hiromu in a stretch muffler, uh, but uh, but um, Hiromu's starting to get out. So Desperado hits the uh, guitar yeah. de Angel, which is uh, uh, like an arm lock, Uh, an arm lock spinning falcon arrow right that's how you that's how you'd call it right anyway Hiromu kicks out of that and Despi gets him right into another stretch muffler he he starts wrapping Tana uh, Takahashi up but can't really trap him you know Uh, and Hiromu starts to fight and fight to get to to get to the ropes uh Desperado rolls him back into the into the middle of the ring and he he just sinks it in like he's got this stretch muffler on uh and the here's the wild thing is at this moment here hiromu is able to reverse out of it but how how does he reverse out of it this is how he does this is how he does it he rev- he uses his his weight as Desper- as El Desperado starts shifting around to sort of sink in and somehow manages to flip out of the stretch muffler and into a Canadian destroyer, I just flipped out. Like, what the hell am I looking at? What the hell did I just see? I I still don't understand how he pulled it off. Fantastic stuff but the kicker all right that the 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 center of this match is at some point Hiromu is tearing at the mask of El Desperado now you guys know at this point by now what masks mean to wrestlers who uh uh to wrestlers who wear them and who uh follow the uh and who follow the uh, the uh, lucha tradition of wearing masks, right? You're not supposed to unmask them. It's a it's a big big deal. It's you know you hide your face and so on and so forth. But he uh, he being Hiromu, he tears half the mask off. But El Desperado, instead of like cowering down and hiding his face, he gets up and he tears the the the, the remaining half off. And we've got, back again, Kizoku Mikami, who's who was Hiromu's, who was, when he was a young lion, basically, he was Mikami, and he was in the same class as Hiromu was. Like, they finished the their their young lion's uh, training together, essentially. They were in the same class, and he unmasks them. And he just stands there, and he looks at him, and he looks at, at Hiromu, and... He's not hiding. He's not going away. He's not trying to hide his face. He's like, yeah, fuck you, man. You think this is going to you think you think this is gonna work on me? You think this is the you think this is going to change the course of the match? No, no, no. I am winning this. I'm beating your ass. And everything just was turned up a notch. And ferocity and intensity, the 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 pacing of the match everything became so much more important because El Desperado at this point, I didn't know if it was like, I'm going to win regardless, or if it was, you son of a bitch, you, you, you think that this is going to work on me? No, I want to beat you. We train together, we have our history, our past together, and here you are, Mr. Top of the World, I'm going to take care of Mr. Top of the World. You think you can do just about anything you want? I'm going I'm going to crush you. And you know this was a big deal because the audience had an audible. And right now in Japan, the audiences are all they're they're all required to shut the fuck up. They're not supposed to say anything because of the COVID uh situation. They're all supposed to be they're, they're all supposed to be to to be silent. So th- so when the mask was torn off you could hear the audience react to it they knew how much of a big deal this was this was fantastic Hiromu won he won the best of super juniors this is what they mean folks when they talk about sports centric storytelling because everything you needed to know about that match happened in the ring and what was missing if you were watching if you didn't know uh if you didn't know, if um, if you didn't know about the rest of their history, it was filled in by commentary. They 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 made sure that you understand what was going. On. This is what they mean by sports-centric storytelling, and I am a sucker for it, and it works on me because this match was amazing. Athletics, emotion, story, everything was there. Perfect, perfect match. Can't, and, and at this point. I can't wait for Hiromu versus Desperado again. I can't wait for it. Like they have, they in inst- they instantly have another uh high caliber main event. Never mind uh Dragon Lee right now. I want I, I want I want Despie and, and Hiromu to kick the shit out of each other again. That's what I want. It is fantastic stuff. I loved it so much. And meantime, there was also World Tag Lead again. The uh, Gorillas, of Destiny One. Ooh, what a shocker! Ah, oh my god! Don't, please don't tell Tamatonga. He's gonna come after me, and, I, and I'm afraid of him. No, but I mean it's fine. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, you know, it's all right. It's okay. It's World Tag Lead um we're still talking about keep we're still talking about new japan wrestle after shortly thereafter after the um best of super juniors we got um oh hello dgmc welcome to the chat and injection 2k good to see you welcome to you both uh evan wright left us a super chat as well thank you very much evan says i've got to put kevin kelly commentary over here the guy made the whole backstory told me the whole backstory how they were buddies their love hate relationship the mass stuff it that's it it just all makes sense and and that's it right it's isn't that great this is what's great evan in these types of situations because i completely agree with you this this is why if you just keep your stories in the ring and you let the wrestlers tell the stories through the matches through their their encounters you don't need love triangles and you know setting coffins on fire or whatever the fuck Randy Orton did on Monday you know you don't you you don't meanwhile the Wrestle Kingdom card is starting to come together we have some matches that have been announced on night one we already know what was happening in the main event of night one that's been settled for a while now Tetsuya Naito the current IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champion uh, I will be facing koda ibushi um uh, brick bat good to see you welcome to the chat uh we've got kazuchiko Okada versus will Osprey um as well I I'm looking forward to this match even though I not not even though that's a poor transitional sentence there um I'm looking forward no no it's actually pretty good I'm looking forward to this match, even though I feel uh, the ending is predictable. But again, in wrestling, predictable doesn't necessarily mean boring. Yeah, It doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean bad. It's like the Titanic, right? When you watch the movie, the Titanic, you know the goddamn boat sinks at the end. But it's how you get to the boat sinking that's interesting. So I feel in this case that Will Ospreay is going to win. He's going to finally get his big win over, Ak- over Kazuchika Okada. And, um and solidify this uh, this empire stable that Will has been working on and establish himself as a top heel in the company as well. Like there's a lot of stuff that has to come out here, but I don't wanna necessarily do predictions just now. I think I'm gonna do a Wrestle Kingdom's prediction show uh, down the road here, but as it stands right now, I don't see any other outcome than Will Ospreay winning here. You've got, and then the, the mystery match in night on night one, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus the Great Okan. i I tweeted out when i saw this i tweeted out i said to myself and this is for you nick wolf i i i I tweeted out and i said what's a new year's dash match doing on the wrestle kingdom main card and i I stand by this i don't think i don't think this has a, a, a real gravitas now i i get it Despite how I feel, I understand. I understand what the deal here is. Because so very quickly, I had so many people jump onto my my tweet and say, Oh, well, don't you recall? Uh, a few years ago a certain jay white just came back from excursion and had his match against hiroshi tanahashi at wrestle kingdom and look at where he is now i'm like oh sure absolutely sure the thing is that jay white had been back from excursion for seven months and had been tailing tanahashi to get an ic title shot there's a there's here we have our boy uh okan who pops up in august has like A singles match, which, which wasn't great. And, and, and now suddenly he's in this program with, with Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace of New Japan. Like it's literally the equivalent of, hang on, literally. It's the equivalent of putting Lars Sullivan in a match with John Cena. To me. Not not necessarily as as skills go, but as far as build goes, right? So here's the thing that I can appreciate. I can appreciate New Japan going, we got to build this kid, and what better than to put him on the main stage with one of the top guys, if not the top guy, right? And I, I can get behind that. Hiroshi Tanahashi is not going to be wrestling forever. Right, I, 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 so I get, I understand it all, but maybe I'm a Tanahashi mark, but it feels like it's under him to be doing this. Last year he was fighting Chris Jericho, the newly minted AEW World Champion, Chris Jericho. This year the Great Ocon. Again, I get it, I understand, but you could literally have. Okan and Tanahashi on any card at any moment throughout the year in 2021 and it would still have the same value. I just think it's weird for a Wrestle Kingdom match. I just think it's weird for a Wrestle Kingdom match. I just think it's weird (laughs) for a Wrestle Kingdom match is all. Babarooski! You bless us with your presence kind sir good to see you uh still on night one the dangerous techers are uh are um going to uh put the iwgp tag team championships on the line against the gorillas of destiny who just won world tag league which of course is um uh, which of course is fantastic uh, and because I think the dangerous techers are great together, and uh the gorillas of destiny are probably gonna win the titles back, and you know, whatever. Uh and uh, we're also getting Hiromu Takahashi versus El Fantasmo. Because here's the other thing with Takahashi. Hiromu at the end of the uh, uh, at the end of the best of super juniors is like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to necessarily fight for the IWGP junior heavyweight title just yet. nah, 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 nah. I want to fight. Whoever wins the, the, uh, whoever wins the Super J Cup. I'm like, what? Cool. And now it's El Phantasmo. Two thumbs up from me. I think it's great. That's a neat swerve right there. That's a, that's a big time, uh, Wrestle Kingdom match there too. I'm excited for it. Love it actually. Night two, we're getting the winner of course of Naito versus Ibushi versus Jay White. Our boy for the IW, well, my boy anyway for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and Intercontinental Championship. We're getting Ebel and Sonata in a singles match, which I don't know who's really excited for that. I don't know. Shingo Tagaki, never open weight champion versus Jeff Cobb. Listen, this is, this is, this, here is a live rendition of how this match is gonna sound. Are you ready for this? Oh, my hands <laughs> i'm so excited for this match it's gonna be it's gonna be great 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 Oh my hands uh, taiji shimori the iwgb junior heavyweight championship uh is uh, going to be uh, defending then against either Hiromu takahashi or el Fantasma. whoever wins on night one so that's pretty cool uh yeah so that's what we have uh, that's what we have so far i'm excited about it uh i mean i mean it's wrestle kingdom right it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time i i'm excited no i'm not gonna slap my hands harder ow <laughs> Eben wright left us another super chat thank you very much Evan. he says i'd agree with you with my tana with your tana rant if wrestle kingdom were one night well it's a it's an extravaganza right on two nights and if this is what you're gonna give us now here's the one thing. Here's the outlier that we don't know yet. Kenta, Kenta, currently the holder of the uh, to challenge for the IWGP United States Championship. He hasn't ha- he hasn't been scheduled in a match yet. He hasn't been booked yet. As you know, the current IWGP U.S. Champion is Jonathan Moxleworth, also known as John Moxley for us North Americans, um, and. He, we haven't seen, we haven't seen Moxley since he lost the title to Kenny Omega. We haven't heard him, haven't seen him. I would not be surprised if John Moxley hopped in a plane and is currently in Japan. Doing uh, uh, in his quarantine, because you can, you can go to Japan, but I think you have, when when you arrive, you have to quarantine for like two weeks, something like that. So I would not be surprised if he's there, and he's quarantining, and he's going to pop up on uh, on a show, leaving leading forward on one of the Road Two shows, on one of of one of the Road to the Tokyo Dome shows where Kenta is on. I think Kenta's first match is like December twenty first, something like that. I wouldn't be surprised if if John Moxley shows up. Sure, Tony Khan said john is not working wrestle kingdom of course he wouldn't want to say that why would he want to spoil a good surprise for new japan that 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 would that would suck so i'd be okay but none of this has been addressed so it's starting to it's starting to smell like john's overseas right and i've said it i i said told you guys this a couple of weeks ago Right up until New Japan strips him of the title, there is a chance that John Moxley is gonna wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom. He just he they he still has the title. So we'll see. We will see how this goes. Um let's go over and start talking about WWE. Hey, you know what? Yeah, yeah, did did you guys know uh, that uh, that today is, um, let me see here. Yeah, did you guys know that today is an anniversary for WWE? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It has been, it has been. Two years, it's been two years since the McMahon family came out and told us that we are the bosses, that we are in charge. Two years to the day today that they told us, we're going to give you guys what you want. And they had Batista come back and say, give me what I want. And he got what he wanted. What about us? (laughs) Oh my God, what... It's it's so infuriating, but it also reminds me, also reminded me that this is the thing with WWE, right? Every year in December, everything sort of gets really sloppy and falls apart, and and then I fully expect, like, once we get back in in January, January, February, then we like, oh, things are starting to pick up again, and I don't know, man, it's. It was wild to think that that promo, that that thing in the ring, we're going to start listening to you guys, and you know, you're the fans, you're in charge, you're the bosses, and Vince is like, there's no one in the audience, I'm in charge now, anywho, want to say hello to JL, good to see you, welcome to the chat, oh and Aaron Entertainment is here too, good to see you Aaron, um, but yeah, let's start with the, with some warm soda. You know, i i like to th- I like to say that SmackDown is the better of the two main roster shows right now. Sometimes it's not by a lot, but you know, I I still maintain the Roman Reigns stuff is fantastic. The Jey Uso stuff is fantastic. They're throwing Kevin Owens into the mix here over the past couple of weeks, and he's fantastic. It's all been good. Um, and sure, we avoided a contract signing on Friday and that's good but i thought overall it was a very uh, it was a very average show and it underscored by the fact that that they had this misstep in the roman reign stuff where you had um where you had uh kevin owens come to the ring and cut a promo on the tlc items right he's cutting a promo on chairs on tables on ladders and i'm like <laughs> Is this a rib? <laughs> you know, is this like Eddie Kingston cutting a promo, being told to cut a promo on uh um on Trent's mom's cookies. Th- that's not a euphemism by the way. Um uh, I don't know what this was. And even Roman's response to it was was uninspired. It was just weird all around cuz usually usually they pretty they you know they're they're pretty like uh it, 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 they hit they hit the home run they swing in they hit the ball that goes over the the fence so that everyone can run around the the little cushions and 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 score them points <laughs> that's, that's what they usually do um you know i feel like because they have great people there that's always the thing daniel bryan sammy Zayn been fantastic and you know if they focused more on Bailey and Bianca that'd be great too because I really think those two are going to have some fantastic chemistry together but anyway you know it's it, hopefully that's what we'll get you know for talking if I like it because after all you know uh WWE is in the business of uh, giving me what I want right Uh, let's move on to uh let's get some hot trash going here we've got to talk about the Lana stuff so Lana Lana's been injured out of the match k injured out of the match uh <laughs> you guys are funny chat um she was injured k uh, injured out of the match at TLC okay, she's been put through tables for months in her feud with Nia Jax, she won the Survivor Series for her team, she pins in the middle of the WWE Raw ring, she pins Shayna Baszler, not once, but twice. she pins just this week, Nia Jax, the whole story of this tag team match that we're getting at Survivor, at TLC this weekend is entirely dependent, entirely uh, consistent of this relationship that Lana and Nia Jax are developing, a relationship of acrimony, of uh, antithesis. This, this, this is it, right? That's the thing. Now, if you take the component that makes the story the story, what are you left with? And I tweeted it out and I will stand by it. It is the encapsulation. This thing here is the encapsulation of WWE's inability to 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 do proper storytelling. They don't even know how to tell a proper story anymore. Why would you take Lana out of the match in which she is the key? The the glue of this entire storyline is her. Whoever's cheering for Lana, go Lana, you can overcome these bullies kind of thing. She's gone. There's no reason for this match to happen. If you're supposed to be rooting for Lana, Then you're like, well, what's the thing? What are we supposed to do here? She had, and and you you can be like, well, Asuka's there. Lana recruited Asuka because she was afraid she was tired of getting uh, getting beat up. And Asuka's like, yeah, sure. We'll do a tag team thing together. And and I got your back. But this is not Asuka's fight. Asuka is the help. (laughs) She's been, she's been, she was, she was brought in for support. She's the she's the heat. But it's not Asuka's fight. If I'm Asuka right now, I'm sitting at home and I'm like, I don't want to do this match. Why would I do this match? I'm already Raw Women's Champion. I don't want the, the other belts. Uh, Lana has issues with these chicks. I... You know what I mean? And, and if you're a viewer, you should be wondering why you should be caring at this point. Now... now um, if um is the prospect of a surprise uh, partner for Lana is that more exciting than the original setup for the match hell yeah it is of course it is it's much more interesting to think oh who can be who's going to be Oscar's La- uh, partner is it going to be Kyrie Sane? are they going to bring her back for that is it going to be is Charlotte coming back is it going to be someone else whoever of course it's going to be more entertaining But but you're still abandoning months of storytelling at this point. And I even have people see people say, Oh, Lana will run in and cost Nia Jax the match. That's still not proper storytelling. It's not how you tell a story in wrestling it does especially on a pay-per-view my god i swear sometimes i wish wwe was still charging people for their pay-per-views because i am 100 convinced they would not be pulling off this kind of shit now they're just complacent they're like subscriptions we got them we got their money right now anyway so they're like uh we'll just do that WWE is unable to tell a story anymore. They don't understand what story beats are. They can't tell us a compelling tale. They're not even capable of having it reach an emotional, a true emotional climax. Because quite frankly, I think even the most cynical of us in this situation would have seen the justification in Lana getting one up over Nia Jackson the match. And we'd be like, cool. Good for Lana and now let's move on you know kind of thing but that's that's what you're supposed to otherwise why are we getting invested in these situations? What's the investment what oh but uh, uh, she can come back anytime and, and continue this feud. Sure if we if we had faith in WWE being able to do long-term planning which they are incapable of doing, which they don't do. Which they don't do. And people have admitted it. Bruce Pritchard has admitted it uh, on uh, Conrad's podcast uh, years before being hired back by WWE saying, you know, we put out so many hours of live programming a week, pal. It's so hard. It, it, it still doesn't register to me. It does not register to me how hard it can be when you have the resources at your disposition to put out a weekly product that is consistent, that is logical, and that also has compelling wrestling throughout it all. I don't under I, it's not because the talent isn't there. This is management. this is cre- this is the creative process within the company that's broken. I don't buy it anymore. At some point I was like, yeah, yeah, it is a lot of, you know, 3 hours of Raw, 2 hours of SmackDown and and now 2 hours of NXT and then when there's a pay-per-view, holy cow, pal. No. I don't buy it anymore. Oh, not not yeah. when you're a billion dollar company. Not when you're trading on this uh, on the New York Stock Exchange. Not when you're when you're able to negotiate million dollar uh licensing deals. I just do not believe it anymore I don't let's look at some super chats (laughs) um injection 2k left us a couple thank you very much injection 2k first one says what if lana returns and joins lana anaya and (laughs) shayna lml um I actually I actually suggested that that she would turn on Oscar at the pay per view and and you know and can beat if you can beat him join him kind of situation, uh, sure. But now that they've injured her out, injured her out, and she's been taken to the hospital and can't wrestle, I'm like, really? And I mean, if if they do do that, you know, if she does like hobble back and then attack Oscar kind of thing, I'm like, my god, like that isn't even a swerve that's kind of it's bad it's just bad storytelling it's just bad storytelling because the months of build-up to this i can understand why people don't get invested in wwe anymore because they just pull the rug from under them you know and the second super chat that injection 2k left says or what if lana wins the rumble (laughs) by eliminating non wins the royal rumble Injection 2K, my pal, (laughs) Lana in a Wrestlemania match, Lana at Wrestlemania for a title, is, this is what you, this is, this is what you're advancing, this is what you're giving us, right? This is, uh, once in a (laughs) lifetime. Oh my god. The point is, is that sure they can bring this back around later, but we're heading into a pay-per-view and we're supposed to get this match, you were supposed to be invested in this match because of these reasons. This is it's just poor storytelling, folks. That's just what it is. Uh, let's talk about some cool stuff though. I want I think I we we also had a good example on Raw this week of a point that I've that I've talked about a couple of times in the past. And the point is, why doesn't Raw focus more on wrestling? Because Raw is really good when they focus on wrestling. This Monday night, we had AJ Styles versus Sheamus. I thought it was great. Who would have thought in 2020, Sheamus, fresh off the draft, comes on to Raw, who would have thought that in 2020 workhorse Sheamus would be rounding out the year with with some of the better most compelling matches on Raw? And I'm not I'm I'm not grading on a curve here, on a curve here. He's been good and his match with Styles was really good. And then a little later on we get The New Day and Jeff Hardy versus uh the Hurt Business and that was also really good. Very compelling stuff. But then Ooh, after that, yeah. you get a whole bunch of inconsequential matches that last a minute, 32 minutes, three minutes that are all story driven and that feel inconse- inconsequential and unimportant. You get the, the dragged out storylines. You get the endless recaps. I mean, the women's stuff right now is all under three minutes <clears throat> whenever they get into a ring all under three minutes and it's all advancing storylines and that feels retrograde it feels like we're taking some steps back a couple of months ago we couldn't get enough of the women on raw and they were being given 10 15 minute matches week after week and it was fantastic now it feels we're taking some steps back the riddle stuff matt riddle it doesn't matter it's dumb the retribution stuff is dumb and here's the Shout out to our girl, Kristen Ashley here, who tweeted this out, and I'm going to steal from her right here. This is how uninteresting the retribution stuff has, has been. Since they've been together, they've had one win as a team. Mustafa Ali has one win against Ricochet. T-Bar has had zero singles victories. Uh Reckoning has one loss to Dana Brooke. Plus loss in the tag man. Slapjack has one win versus Ricochet. Mace has one win versus Ricochet. Do you see the pattern here? Ricochet is the job guy to retribution. And retribution isn't any is is not anything more compelling than it was when it started. When the unmasked or not unmasked, but revealed their masks. I guess. So all of this is nonsense. It's not. It's not producing good quality viewing. It's been dull as fuck. It's really been boring. And here's here's the kicker. Well, I I really feel these days more and more. There's an there's an extra hour of raw. That's that's too much. It's not good enough. It's it's not there's an extra hour of raw that is useless right now. That drags everything down. It just drags everything down. If by any chance, by any dream we had got 2 hours of raw and we had Seamus and AJ in the first hour and uh and the hurt business versus Hardy and the new day in the second hour. Convinced nobody would be going, wow, this is a heavy-handed, boring uh dull. Yeah. Convinced. Ross too long. Or they don't have any real good ideas on what they should be doing next. And I think that's That's more the crux of the problem rather than the opposite. Because I'm convinced they can fill up three hours. I'm convinced that they could do it if they put their creative backs into it or just let the wrestlers wrestle. Let the wrestlers wrestle, right? Because frankly, when you let it go, it's great. I don't know, man. It's a weird one. Let's uh, keep the cool beans going. Cool beans, cool beans, cool beans. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, wait. We got some Super Chats. A um, Couple of them from uh, Evan Wright. Thank you again, Evan. Very kind again tonight with Super Chats. Appreciate it. Um, he says, uh, first uh, Super Chat, WWE trying to drive me away from them for good. It's... <laughs> That's the thing, and and I get people asking me, you know, people some like, and ask a lot of people, well, why do you keep watching? Well, frankly, I, I'm 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 always curious to see what's going to happen on Raw, and WWE is kind of like it's the big one, it's the major leagues, it's the top company that's been around forever. You do want to kind of see what those who are the main attraction, what they're up to. Because usually it trickles down everywhere else, right? For good or ill. So I do want to see that. The thing is that there's there's talent there that I love. That I legitimately, legitimately love. And it fucks with me to see them. See sometimes how they're being treated. Kevin Owens, Sammy, Ricochet, Ali, uh, uh sh- 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 Sasha Bailey, Becky, Charlotte, Asuka. These are all fantastic women as well. The War Raiders. not it I don't know. It's a it's a weird combination of morbid curiosity but also always with a, a tinge of hope. At some point, you know, it's going to be something just so incredibly great that it's going to blow your socks off. I don't know, man. And uh, Evan Wright's uh, second super chat uh, says, Ricochet should have listened to the Bucks. Yes. Apparently the advice that the young Bucks gave him was hang around on the Indies a few more years, a couple of more years before getting signed. But frankly, I don't know how that could have changed his perception of uh, how how Ricochet being longer in the Indies could have changed Vince's perception of him. You know, that's what I, that's what I don't know. That's what I, uh, that's what I sincerely and frankly do not know. Oh, and I saw a little earlier, um, you know, people ask, saying, "Oh, I thought Warren was going to talk about Jackson Riker." There's nothing to talk about, really. You know, I don't have Jackson Riker ran. Uh, racists are back on television. What are you going to do about it? WWE has zero accountability. Um, I'm disappointed he's back, and uh, every time I see him, I'm going to call him out. It's just that simple. (laughs) I mean, am I surprised that he's back? I'm always surprised. I'm disappointed every time because I, again, and this is maybe just because I always hope for the best and I always try to look for the good and people and things. I was really hoping that this would be, this would be one where it's like, you know, we're just going to let his contract smooth out and never, never touch this guy again. But no, no, we're putting him back in a stupid position. Why would Elias need a heater? It's so dumb. Good for the for the forgotten sense of been broken off from that guy. Um that's good. But I mean that's it, you know? Not a guy on Twitter respond saying jackson Riker was a marine he fought for his country he deserves your respect no (laughs) i mean i mean uh kudos to him for having served his his country put his life on the line etc etc the sacrifices so on and so forth good for him but he's still a racist and i i don't respect racists i mean you could you could be the president of the united states and be a racist. And doesn't make me like you anymore. You're still a racist. It's a weird mentality. Yeah, but he donated to a homeless shelter. He's still a racist. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Um, um, The, um, Cool Beans. Uh, The Kenny Omega world tour continues, right? Beats Laredo Kid at Triple Mania this weekend to retain the AAA mega championship in a really good match. Can we say, look, and can we say something very, very, very clearly? I'm gonna put this out here. I don't understand people who hate Kenny Omega. I can understand why people maybe don't like him. But I have a lot of trouble understanding people who just downright, outright hate him and say he can't wrestle, he can't do anything, uh, that he's incapable. I don't understand it. You could come to me and say, Warren, I don't like his style. Uh, I think his promo, his promo work isn't for me. You know, it's, I'm more of a this type of guy. And I'd be like, cool, that I can understand. But coming outright and saying oh, Kenny Omega is a trash wrestler cosplayer all that bullshit this is it it has to stop it has to stop because i don't understand it and it's incredibly inane when he constantly is able to produce fantastic wrestling matches at every occasion that he's willing to jump in I, other than other than people just like being, you know what, it uh, kind of bothers me, and uh, I don't like his big stupid face. It's not a reason to trash a man's work. Again, you can be a marine and still be a racist. You could you can have an ugly fat pumpkin head and still be a great wrestler. <laughs> you know what? I, mean? I just I don't understand it. I really don't get it. And right now. The whole world tour thing, whatever you want to call it, I'm calling it the world tour for now. uh it is the most compelling thing in wrestling right now. It is literally the most the, the the one thing that we haven't seen in years. something where you're literally wondering what's going to happen when he goes over here when is he going to go this way or that way? It is interesting to a fault don Callis with him has never been this relevant and it's good and omega has tons of qualities and here's the he's going and having these matches but no one is getting buried no one is coming out looking worse than when they came in laredo kid was fantastic He's going to have... They're going to have a triple threat match. Uh, not a triple threat match, but a six-man tag and hard to kill. He's going to be in the ring with Rich Swann. You don't like... You don't think Rich Swan is stoked about this? You don't think he's nervous as hell? Probably the biggest match of his career at this point. No one's been looking bad. He hasn't been destroying anyone. He hasn't been... He's going around trying to elevate people. And that's what I that's what people tell me about Kenny Omega is that he what he wants to do it's in his nature to be like how can we make this work for you my opponent so that you can look good how can he's in this business to do that and he's you know he's invested in women's wrestling as well he has a he he has a um He's he's invested in the AEW women's division. He he's doing whatever he can to 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 uh, to to work in it and bring his bring his vision and make it make it work. He wants the business to thrive. I think he literally is a guy who understands that we've been stuck for so many years with one single model. That the only way if the only way oh, to yeah. chip at that model is to sort of boost everyone around and elevate everyone there. Get people excited for wrestling again because WWE isn't going to make it happen. WWE is not going to get us excited for wrestling again. It's going to get us excited for that 2020 character. That they develop full of slime. It's eventually going to end up in WWE 2K 2K20 for sure. You know, and I can I I think ultimately that's what he wants. And if that is what he wants, if that is his end goal, despite the fact that you know Cyrus the virus goes around saying you know we're making history and all that, he's not entirely wrong. But, you know, we're making history and so on and so forth. Despite that, Kenny Omega has always talked about changing the world. This was even before the elite. This was his thing. That was his phrase. Well, is he following through on that? I, I think he's trying to. I think this is his target. I think he knows he's in a good position to, if not change it himself, spearhead change I'm okay with that why not try something different I'm all for trying other things out and if it doesn't work he will at least have had the credit to have tried right anyway trying new trying out new things is good WWE has been doing things in their way for years and it does not mean that it's the right way to do things it's just it's their way of doing it and I see that a lot it's like well WWE never did this it so what so what they don't have <clears throat> they don't have the patent on how things should be done if AEW wants to do things their own way and twist some things around if Kenny Omega wants to uh, rattle some cages and wrestle in Mexico and Japan and uh and then back in the United States and everyone's going like How is he doing this? Well, there you go. (laughs) Right? If people start, if people are realizing that, oh, you can do wrestling this way as well. Isn't that good? Isn't that fresh? It's new, it's different. Not necessarily fresh and new. It's something that had had existed for years before WWE became the only show in town. WCW had relationships with, with New Japan for years and in Mexico as well the, the NWA was the same thing they had talent exchanges all over the place I mean this idea that WWE runs the show and you can't go to the Indies and you can't go over here that's a, it's a WWA thing of uh, it's a WWA WWE way of approaching things excuse me why not crack the model? Why not try uh, try some new stuff out right? right i know you guys agree with me anyway showed up at triple mania retained the title showed up at impact again uh to reform bullet club with the good brothers which i thought was funny and you know what i thought and this set up the match at hard to kill uh, the next impact pay-per-view um which um which is going to be kenny omega and the the good brothers versus the motor city machine guns and rick swan rich swan excuse me um and what i thought was funny here is that then on twitter you had like tamatanga and bad luck fale who were like hey you know bullet club really i mean don't you guys don't you guys know we're still bullet club here and they're the firing squad right because the firing squad subfaction in in bullet club they kind of made they kind of made the decisions right like they're the, the, if you didn't have the firing squad behind you, you were you were kind of boned So I'm kind of wondering what I would love. I'm not gonna lie. I would love to see Kenny Omega end up in New Japan. Here's my dream scenario. Okay, here's my dream thing. Wrestle Kingdom Night Two. Um, Kota Ibushi retains who won the title against Naito the night before. Retains this uh, retains his title against Jay White his old pal, golden lover, Kenny Omega comes to the ring and is like, bro, I'm challenging you for your title. I got to add to my collection kind of thing. Kona Beach is like, what? And maybe they have their match or whatever, but then you have the Bullet Club come in and they beat the shit out of Kenny Omega because he never got the proper Bullet Club leader send-off, right? Prince Debit. Got the shit kicked out, kicked out of him when AJ Styles took over. AJ Styles got the shit kicked out of him when Kenny Omega took over. Kenny Omega, he just left. He was like, okay, bye. He never got the send-off. I'd love it. I think it'd be, it'd be like just a, a, a nice, just a nice way to, to to bring it all together. I think it'd be cool. Anyway, um, so then he's back on AEW where he had a match with Joey Janela. Um, and then, of course, the big thing after that, pac uh, who showed up at the show unexpectedly comes in to tell him that uh, he still has to deal with Phoenix. He didn't feed, uh, not only did he not face Joey Janela at the Eliminator, but you didn't, you didn't uh, face Ray Phoenix either who was injured and Penta had to uh, sub in and they're like setting up this match for in two weeks and I'm like, cool, I like it. I All of it makes sense. I love it. It's going to be a great match. We've seen the match before, but it's still going to be a great match. Um, And it's compelling. It's just compelling stuff. And then you're really wondering, why am I sitting here saying, wondering, why am I sitting here wondering about Kenny Omega and New Japan? This is the reality that we're in now because it all feels tangible. And I love it. I love it when wrestling is fun. And this is fun. It's unexpected. It's unique. Feels fresh. I love it. Evan Wright left us another super chat. Thank you very much, Evan. He says, Omega uh, brothers come out to Bullet Club theme music at Hard to Kill. How would you react? I'd pop. I would pop. I really would. It's um, because then I'd jump on Twitter and then I'd look, I'd, I'd search for all the Bullet Club profiles because they probably would have to get the rights from New Japan, I'd assume, who probably owned the New J- like who probably know, owned the Bullet Club theme, right? So another, maybe another indication that they're working together, look, look. But then I'd go to Tomatonga's profile just to see how mad he'd get. I love it. I, I love this shit. It's fantastic. Uh, Evan writes, uh, Super Tech continues, says Omega versus Laredo Kid rule. Omega versus Aldis would be another great one. Omega versus Ibushi sometime. Be still my beating heart. Kenny Omega versus Nick Gage. Mr. Fretz left us a super chat as well. Thank you very much. He says the only right way is the Gargano way. <laughs> well, it has been paying dividends. Except for Candace. Candace is only halfway into the Gargano way. It would seem. <laughs> Thank you very much for the super chat, Fretzy. Um, just a a quick, quick hot trash. I know a lot of people like it, but I'm, I'm going to go on the record, officially on the record. Um, I I don't like the acclaimed rapping gimmick. I don't. I don't like. I don't like it, and and Max Castor is competent at what he does. He's not bad. Um, I've seen it before, and maybe that's the thing. I mean, they're heels after all, right? Maybe I'm not supposed to like it. That's cool. I'm and I'm old. That's cool. Oh, yeah. I've seen this before. Frankie Kazarian made me laugh with his uh Men on a mission reference. Got a good chuckle out of me. Like yeah. The boy here is uh it's making sense to 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 he's making sense to me. They're a good tag team. Gimmick doesn't it doesn't do it for me. I'm like, eh, it's kind of cringe. But in a good way. Maybe it's maybe that's how I'm supposed to feel about it. It's, they're heels. If they were baby faces, I'd be like, whoops, whoopsies. <laughs> But as it stands right now, no, it's not doing it. And, and, and I will say this though. This was the Acclaims Holy first yeah. like tag match on Dynamite, right? First time doing the gimmick on Dynamite. Kind of weird that, kind of weird to me that they do the gimmick and then they have SCU get one, one over them with their, with a response That seemed a little, uh, just a little strange. I would have let the guys like have their moment and then have Frankie Kisarian just pout in the corner and get angry and scream a douja at him, you know, kind of thing and talk about his hair plugs. Uh, But I mean, I I realize I'm nitpicky, but I want it to be on the record. I don't like it. I'm a grumpy old man. Um, Super Chats, we got some. DGMC, thank you very much. Left us 2 says... Omega versus Gage in karaoke. <laughs> Someone book it. <laughs> Honestly, who would win? I am sure Kenny Omega is really good at karaoke. <laughs> the other super chat that DGMC left is uh, Austin Gunn is a better rapper than Max Castor. Yeah, I heard that. Um, I heard that uh, Austin Gunn. I didn't. I, I completely slipped my mind. But apparently, he released a rap video. And apparently, he's pretty good. And that good for him. Uh, You know, I'm curious to see. I I want to watch it because I want to see how many times, how many words he's able to to rhyme with uh, arm drag. That's what I'm really excited uh, to to study. Cool beans to wrap this one up, folks. I'm going to talk about the AEW women last night. I thought... The match, okay. First, first of all, um, no, I'm going to talk about the match because it all ties in. Yeah, okay. Constructing my 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 thought process here. The AEW women's match last night, the tag team Serena Deeb and Beeks Wool versus Evilise and Diamante was fine, and the fact that there was a post match angle was even finer. I thought that was really good. Okay, the match, the match was fine. Um, I kind of feel like Diamante is a, she's often, it, it sometimes feels like she's a step behind or she's a little soft. I don't, sometimes she's hard to grasp. Like sometimes you're like, oh, this is cool. But but man, when Serena Deeb was in there, holy shit. And I popped so hard. She, she's she got Ivelisse on the ground and she's grapevining her leg. And I'm like, mood a lock but diamante then comes for her as she's standing with the leg gra- uh, with the leg in a grapevine oh, yeah. so she grabs diamante and she suplexes diamante still holding on to the grapevine with the leg fucking awesome stuff cool cool little spot there that was that got me pop popping and you know Big Swole uh, commentary talked about it as well and I had heard that as uh, on top of it she's been working a lot with Dean Malenko and I think it shows I think she's become a lot uh, she's uh, she's even more tight in the ring. Uh lots of good stuff here going on in, in in this match. Um after the match Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero hit the ring and they attack the babyfaces uh and who comes to their rescue? Who comes to their rescue? It's not future mother Brandi Rhodes. Who, by the way, congratulations uh, to the couple. I think that's um, that's a given. I think we've all sort of congratulated them after the wonderful surprise last night. Uh, beautiful stuff uh, and very good news for 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 both of them. Red Velvet comes in for the save. Now I can't underscore how big of a deal this is. For a developmental talent, Red Velvet, who I think has had one Dynamite match, mostly on Dark, comes in for the save. She chases off the baddies. I thought that that was a big deal. Gets a chair on, uh, she she swings a chair at uh, Nyla, if I'm not mistaken. She comes in, and yes, it's all tied into the beatdowns over the past couple of weeks. It's a matter of, uh, you know, there's a bit of a pound of flesh kind of situation here. I get that. But this is, it's significant, right? This is something that we had been complaining about. When I say we, I mean mostly me. That AEW is not developing their talent. They're not giving us reasons to care about these faces. We don't know who these women are. Now we're getting a, a sense of unity here. Swole, Deep, Red Velvet coming in. Things are starting to coalesce. yes. It's been chaotic over the past couple of weeks. You know, with Jade, what's her name, uh, providing beatdowns and Diamante and Ivelisse popping in and Vicky Guerrero and Nylon. You're know, like, what's going on? Who's on, what's what's happening here? Things are starting to settle. The dust is starting to settle. We're starting to get a good picture of what uh, of how things are going. Later on in the evening, Jade Cargill. Thank you, Ben. <coughs> um, A little later on, a little previously in the evening, we got a... Fantastic promo by Thunder Rosa, who then gets attacked by Britt Baker, who cuts a promo of her own. Thank you, Joel Larkin, for the super chat. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, and welcome to the chat. Now, I've seen, I've seen individuals complaining about last night as far as the women goes, but and and and, and I and I get their points to a certain degree. Because what I saw last night, straight up, folks, what I saw last night are wrestlers getting into feuds because wrestling. Why? Why are Scorpio Sky and uh, uh, I want to say Sean Maluda, but oh, I am so sorry. Oh, my God. Ty Dillinger. His name for the life of me. Why are Scorpio Sky Spears? Thank you. Jesus, what's wrong with me? Sean Spears, not Sean Maluda. Why are Scorpio Sky and Sean Spears in a feud with each other? Because wrestling. Why is Sting coming out to and wants to feud with uh Darby Allen? Uh, maybe the title, I don't think so. I think it's mostly because of wrestling. I think it's all because of wrestling. So, if I, when I see the women involved in these pure uh, wrestling-related storylines p- that, have, that have nothing to do with, oh, she stole my jacket. Oh, she looked at my man wrong. Oh, uh, she smeared my makeup or whatever. No, they're just, they're doing wrestling things. They're blindsiding each other. They all want to jockey for position because if you wrestle more, you make more money. If you wrestle well and you win matches, then you go up the rankings. And if you go up the rankings, you get title shots. And when you're a champion, you make more money. Christ, wrestling is not complicated. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I don't know why they talk like that. I mean, you know, I... How do I know how women talk to each other? You know what I mean? Oh, um, yeah. The, so the point here is that everything that happened last night, I don't need a deep backstory. I, if, if they want sports-centric storytelling, this is kind of how you do it. And I can get behind this. And I don't want the women to have like these special cushy storylines on the side. I just want them to fight each other. And they can have... Any reason in the world to fight each other, they're wrestlers. That's what they're paid for. That's what we're supposed to watch them do. We're not supposed to watch them play video games. We're not supposed to watch them offer flowers to an anonymous person who they're talking to across the television set. We're supposed to watch them fight. That's what we're supposed to do. The stories are, the the, the soap opera-ish storylines, the relationships, it's extraneous to why we're here. So that being said I am very very excited to see that all these women here are involved in very very simple very very basic and very very cool wrestling related storylines and I'm excited that they pushed Red Velvet into this position and uh, and I'm 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 super excited that they're continuing with thunder rosa giving her some spotlight some shine so she could cut a great promo but the one thing the little caveat here that i'm gonna add on here where the hell is your world's champion cut this shit out your your women will never be considered important your women's title will never be considered important if you don't convince us that it's important if it's relegated to the second third fourth uh fourth rank if you keep pushing it behind people like why would i get behind it if you're not interested in it i'm not interested in it and i want to be interested in it because you need a strong di- women's division aew you really do you need a strong women's division and you have a strong champion you she should be prominently featured every Goddamn weak. week she really should be there's no reason why she shouldn't plus you're supposed to be building a feud with abaddon where was that this week that's my only caveat but i'll be damned if i'm not seeing things that are that are pulling at me in the right way and eventually we're going to get back you know we're going to get chris statlander back eventually she'll she'll be healed up we're gonna get her back on uh, on television, and that's gonna be good. And if you know Kylin King, who's doing great on Dark, she's she'll be on the cusp of moving up. I think Velvet uh, um, uh, Red Velvet is fantastic. She's a good, solid choice as well. Look, yeah, I, I can't talk enough about Serena Deeb. I mean, she's <clears throat> she's uh, she's the coach. She's the player coach that they need. There's too many good components here to not come out with something good on the other side and and if AEW starts giving them reasons to to fight each other i'm cool with that evan wright left us a super chat thank you very much evan he says uh omega um omega wins impact nwa titles broom girls replace the brooms with his title belts i'm so on board with this kim this omega run and i think Callis adds so much it's really hard to uh to not um to not give solid solid props to don callus and his work that that he did uh Kristen was on an impact media call yesterday with don Callis. i know I know certain members of the journalistic field were a little annoyed that Don Callis did it sort of like in kayfabe and uh, uh, kind of cutting a promo throughout it all, but it 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 worked and it made sense in the story, and I thought it was good. He's he's really entertaining. I thought it worked, and Kristen loved it too. So yeah uh daniel marshall marshall <laughs> welcome to the chat thank you very much by the way for the super chat i really really appreciate it um so yeah so there we go we're gonna wrap this up for tonight folks i really appreciate you all coming out here this evening it was a uh it was a good time per usual uh remember what do we have coming up over the next couple of days tomorrow night of course 7 30 p.m another edition of the slate pre-smackdown show 7 30 p.m we're gonna run down whatever wwe has on the slate it is the tlc go home show come and join me let's talk about it sometimes i talk about putting cold water over mincemeat that you, you never know what i talk what i have to talk about what i get to talk about on, on the slate so <laughs> so hop on that is fantastic um and um and on top of that uh third saturday morning a prediction show TLC the pay-per-view that's happening on Sunday. Um uh that's going to happen on Sunday. You join me and follow original 11 a.m. Be sure to be there. And we are going to be having our QA session with Faye Jackson over on belltobells.com, B-E-L-L-T-O, B-E-L-L-E-S.com. Go and register. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a really really good time daniel marshall with another super chat i appreciate it yeah getting that one in right at the last possible moment thank you i appreciate it and i appreciate everyone coming in here this evening joining us join the discord i mean i scolded you earlier on join the fucking discord (laughs) have a great time everyone enjoy it thank you for coming we'll see you next time